Welcome back to the Climate Justice Network. The next two episodes will be a peek into one of the ongoing campaigns of the Climate Justice League. Again, CJN, the Climate Justice Network, is made by some members of CJL, the Climate Justice League, a club at the University of Oregon. It's a little confusing. CJL operates non-hierarchically through various breakout groups that each have their own campaigns and focuses. One of those campaigns is this podcast, CJN. Another one of those campaigns is the Divest UO campaign. That's what we'll be talking about today. Divest UO is working to increase transparency surrounding what the University of Oregon is currently invested in, and the trajectory of finances in general, which are often deliberately obscured by the UO from the student body and the public. We decided to interview Abby and David, a couple of the most dedicated members of this campaign, so that listeners can hear firsthand what CJL is up to and why this work is important. Stick around to learn all about it. And stay tuned for part two, coming out soon, to hear an in-depth interview with our friend Eloise about how this campaign ties in with broader climate justice issues. Better fucking do something real soon So you are not in charge of, but um, you help out a lot with the Divest Geo campaign. And um, we were wondering what the central goal of the campaign is. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, co-director with Eloise. And so the central goal of the campaign has definitely changed over time from when we started looking at this campaign over the summer. Currently, the goal is full transparency of investments from the UO Foundation. And so the UO Foundation, to give a little background, is a nonprofit that is not affiliated with the UO, but does give money to the university. A lot of funding comes from that foundation. And um, another central goal of this campaign is basically an official statement from the UO Foundation pledging to long-term divestment from fossil fuels. Can you tell me um, to what extent the university is involved with fossil fuels now? Um, I mean, not exactly. That's kind of like the problem that we've been facing is that lots of universities, their endowments are like what they invest in is publicly accessible. But with the UO Foundation, it's like a separate nonprofit. And so while we can access like stuff like their like taxes and things like that, and like other documents, it's hard to like see exactly like what they're investing in. And so we need like someone on the inside within the uh, UO Foundation to actually know. We've tried to contact them on several occasions and they, so far they like hinted at the fact that they had some, like a little bit of investment prior, maybe like 2016-ish, and that they said that they were letting them like expire. Yeah, I guess like the main issue that we've been having is transparency. And so that's kind of like our new goal with the project. Are there any other goals or hopes for the campaign? Full divestment is our full goal for this project. And also divestment from other inequitable or unjust investments. Um, such as like other parts of the environment, like different logging industry related things, but also like inequity against um, BIPOC communities, because there's all sorts of things that the UO Foundation invests in, and then that money goes to the UO. So UO is 
also supporting those um, maybe questionable investments. And then just bringing this idea of divestment to the greater Eugene community, because not only um, do universities and foundations invest in these um, companies that are going towards, you know, bad things, but so do businesses and, um, you know, other nonprofits in the community. So just bringing that greater awareness to the Eugene community. I don't know, with, with all the like university like affairs, usually they try to be transparent, but the problem with the foundation is that it's completely separate. And so they literally have no obligation. You know, the university at least has some obligation to its students to tell tell them what the, uh, what they're doing. And so, yeah, that's kind of been like a tough part about this campaign. So you mentioned that um, some companies or um, some of the things that the EO invests in are unjust. Um, and we were wondering like who is accountable for those issues, those injustices that you mentioned. Yeah, so it's kind of a long, a long chain um, of compounding folks and you know organizations that are really leading to this. But at the base level, the university is kind of accountable in terms of they're able to really pressure the U of Foundation. The U of Foundation is accountable, but really their whole goal is making money. So if they're gonna make the most money off of fossil fuels, which right now is what they can, then that's what they're gonna do unless the university pushes them. So that would be from the board of trustees or President Schill. That's really where it comes down to is like the largest form of accountability. But the disconnect for us is that because the UF Foundation is not really, you know, reliant on the university and things like that, and especially students, is that it's really hard to put pressure on those um, groups that are accountable. We don't really have as many like options as students to like pressure the UF Foundation because they don't really have to consider our input at all and already the university itself we've been struggling to like have student input actually be taken seriously the yeah the foundation has like no need to like listen to us so that's been a struggle but basically um board of trustees is where we're trying to target and shill in order to put pressure on the foundation because they will have a bigger impact than us as students I mean, yeah, we've been mostly looking at the investments through the foundation. And so, like I said before, it's kind of, you kind of hit a stone wall. The university itself has like some sustainability initiatives. And uh, so they've been trying to like cut the, like their like energy use and like the reliance on like natural gas and stuff like that. Mm. And so they're trying to phase that out. And I haven't looked much into it, but I'm fairly sure it should be publicly accessible. So how long have you guys been actually doing this campaign? Yeah, so this is actually a resurgence of a campaign that happened a few years ago. And that campaign ran from spring 2014 to winter 2017. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, they had gotten I'd like run down. That's a pretty long campaign, three years. Yeah. Um, they'd gotten kind of run down, shut out from the bureaucracy of the system of the school and pretty much pseudo promised this divestment and so they kind of stopped pushing because they were like that's as much as we're going to get um and then we this resurgence has come fall of 2020 you know into present and definitely probably into next school year next academic year because of the divest democratized disarm movement that has been happening since the fall and so 
those three demands um, towards the university and the greater community is what researched this campaign and CJL took part in um, tackling the divestment section. And so, yeah, it's been going for about two terms now. Um, so what's the primary research that you've been doing with the campaign aside from? Yeah, I did a little bit of research trying to find ethical investments in terms of like sustainability, social justice, and make sure that like, it's not just environmentally conscious, but socially conscious as well. I mean, there is like a broad category of investments that fit within this uh, ES, EGS label, which is uh, environment, government, and social. So those are just like three categories with which the uh, investors supposedly like rank how good like a company does. And from there, that like the higher the rating, they just like bundle up a bunch of different ones that have good ratings and like, I guess like average it or something like that. It relies on the companies being transparent about like their emissions and stuff like that and like how actually sustainable they are. So some people who are listening to this might feel a lot of negative emotions, um, really angry, outraged, um, or inspired, um, or really curious about um, this campaign. So what can they do to help out with Divest? Yeah, those are all accurate things to feel um, when, when working on this. Um, basically, ways to like get out and help is just to, you know, check out CJL and the website. That's climatejusticeleague.weebly.com. Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y. And uh, definitely follow the Instagram. Our handle is at Climate Justice League. Because periodically we post about the divestment um, as a section of CJL. And so, you know, checking out those resources at the bare minimum or then joining and coming to meetings is awesome. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter if you want to hear about those meetings. If you're not a UO student and you want to get a hold of us, there should be a contact page on our website. Or hit us up on Instagram. Because of COVID, it's really hard to have those external wider events that are outside of CJL that we would normally host. But coming to meetings would be awesome. Or if you can't join and come to meetings, um, you can contact me and um, or someone else from CJL and get information as we move along. In the future, looking out for our zine that will be coming out hopefully in spring term 2021. Yeah, so this was recorded a little while ago. That zine came out in print, and there's an online version available on our website. Just head to the Divest page on our website, and at the top, you will find a link to download a PDF of the zine. Oh, and all these links should be in the description, too. So that's ways that you'll be able to get engaged. But right now, we're really just working on contacting individuals at the university, drafting this zine, and different plans mm -hmm. for moving forward. So all that work is gonna be happening in the club meetings. Is there anything else that you, like any other information that you think is relevant for the podcast? Yeah, I mean, I just think a big part of divestment is the fact that it gives, like theoretically, it's like putting the power into the hands of the people through money. And I think like a big issue that we see right now is that the money and wealth isn't really in the hands of the people. And it's really difficult to make fundamental changes when a vast majority of people don't have the power to do so.
I'd say research has shown that if you want to move towards a like uh, environmentally just transition, I guess you could say, then it relies on projects like environment uh, energy projects being democratically decided. That's yeah, I would say that's something that I really like about divestment is that it brings to light the issue of like money in the whole like concept of climate change. It brings to light how influential money is. And while like other tactics may not acknowledge that as much. Cool. Y'all are doing really cool work. I'm really excited about it all. Listening to Evolve by Eugene's own Gentle Being. This song is a single off Gentle Being's new EP, Magic on Earth, which can be found anywhere that music is streamed. They also just dropped an incredible music video for this song on YouTube. This podcast was created by members of the Climate Justice League at the University of Oregon. Our mission as a club is to educate and empower not just UO students but any and everyone with an interest in climate justice to be effective members of their communities while also affecting positive change through multiple direct action campaigns. Thanks again to our interviewers, Sydney, aka me, and Isabella, and to our interviewees, Abby and David from the Divest Duo campaign. Editing and background music for this episode were done by Bryce, the cover art was made by CJL member Eloise. Other contributors to this episode included Cam, Tegan, Olivia, Jim, and collectively other members of the Climate Justice League. Our intro jingle was created by the band Laundry, also based out of Eugene. You can find them on Instagram by searching at LaundryTheBand. You can learn more about our principles as well as our current and past campaigns at climatejusticeleague.weebly.com and can find us on Instagram by searching at Climate Justice League. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'd love to hear what you think about it. Please leave a review or get in touch with us over Instagram to share your thoughts or feedback. Oh, and remember to hit follow so you can stay in the loop when we drop new episodes.
are you still here? Well, okay, bye. Thanks for listening.